Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. In today's program, have you got enough equity in your property to get a remortgage? We find out why millions may not. Why using a price comparison website can damage your credit record. And we have some good news and bad news for members of company pension schemes. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with the help of my colleagues from FT Money, Charlene Goff. Hello. Elaine Moore. Hello. And Steve Lodge. Hello. So let's start then with the money news. This week we learned that 1.3 million borrowers with interest-only mortgages have no investment in place to pay off the capital. Homebuyers haven't been obliged to take out an investment plan linked to an interest-only mortgage since the early 1990s. So these loans have grown substantially as borrowers look to save on their monthly outgoings. But it also means that they haven't paid back any of their borrowings at a time when property prices have fallen by nearly 15% in a year, and Nationwide is predicting a total decline of 25%. That means the equity in the properties is disappearing fast, or already negative equity, which makes getting a remortgage almost impossible. Charlene, how serious a problem is this becoming? Well, the figures are looking pretty scary. Like you say, 1.3 million borrowers with these interest-only mortgages have no investment in place. That's almost half of the total number of people with interest-only borrowers, uh, with interest-only mortgages. And these people were purely relying on rising house prices. So they thought, you know, you can take out this mortgage, if you, even if you're not paying paying it off, the increase in house prices will mean they have enough equity in the property eventually to pay off the mortgage. That's obviously come to quite an abrupt end. So for these people, you know, they really need to start thinking about how they're going to repay the mortgage and saving each month to do so. Otherwise, they're going to be in trouble. Because if they, if they bought a property, say, a couple of years ago, haven't paid off any of it, there really is a, a possibility that uh, the value of the property has fallen below the size of the mortgage. They are in negative equity. Yeah, that's a real problem now. I think especially if if people who are taking out these interest-only mortgages were probably quite pushed in terms of affordability, so it's likely they would have taken out very high loan-to-values as well. You know, you could get these mortgages very easily for sort of 90%, even 95 or probably 100% of the property value. So there was just absolutely no margin for error there at all. House prices have come down. They haven't repaid. So, yes, you're absolutely right. They're going to end up owing more than the value of their property and they will be stuck on the existing mortgage. I guess some of these people, though, Charlene, could be relying on inheritance, for example, um, which may or may not be a good thing to rely on. 
Well, they were, and now you wouldn't get away with that at all. Lenders have become much stricter in offering these mortgages. But a couple of years ago, they would barely ask any questions. They would just say, tick this box if you want interest only, and that was fine. And I think a lot of people, when when pushed, were saying, yeah, well, I think I'll inherit money one day, or I think my salary will double in a few years and I'll be fine. But waiting for an inheritance or waiting for your salary to go up, which isn't very likely in these economic conditions, isn't much help if you've got to remortgage in the next few months. No, absolutely not. Well, when people took these deals, they didn't foresee these problems and they thought an equal number of cheap deals would be available in two years. Of course, they're, they're not. So really, these people have no choice but to stay where they are. I mean, that's not too bad at the moment because the rates you switch onto with your existing lender have come down. So they probably won't face these big increases in their monthly mortgage payments, but it's more of a long-term concern. Charlene, have they come down enough, though? Because lenders are very keen to say that they are pushing down rates following the Bank of England interest rate decrease. Well, some have, some haven't. I mean, it depends which lender you're with, because there is a, a big difference in the standard variable rates that you'll switch onto when your mortgage deal, deal expires. I think the cheapest are about 4.69, and they go right up to still close to sort of 7%. So it's it's not going to be great, and you will still be paying more than you would if you could switch onto a new deal, generally. And in terms of switching onto a new deal, what sort of loan-to-values are we looking at to get the lowest possible rates? Well, that's another really good point, because the people who were getting the best rates two years ago will definitely won't be now. And really, to get the best rates, you're now... Looking at a minimum of 25%, some lenders, Woolwich and Northern Rock, for example, are limiting their best deals to 60 65%. You can still get mortgages at a, at a slightly higher loan-to-value, 85%, but anything less than that, you, there really are no options available. But the, the counter view, Charlene, is there are, there'll be plenty of listeners who've got a hell of a lot of equity out there. Um, like you, Steve. Well, indeed. And there are even some of our listeners possibly who have as a lower interest rate as myself, 2.54, and can actually withdraw that equity at 2.54% invested. You just keep mentioning 2.54, don't you? You, you? you can't help but gloat. I do, and it's, and it's not even 2.54 till the beginning of December, by which time, of course, interest rates may have fallen even further. But that isn't really going to be possible for the 1.3 million people on interest-only mortgages or those struggling to get a remortgage. So, Charlene, what's the advice for people who are in this position? Well, I think looking long-term, you would hope house prices will recover, will start to go up again in a few years' time, and they will gradually build the equity in their property. But it's really dangerous to just rely on house prices. And really, these people need to be cutting back on their monthly costs and putting that money into a cash ISA or a regular savings account and just building up bit by bit and and maybe making overpayments if they can every year or two years and just trying to bring their mortgage down because interest only is really a short-term solution. Well, thank you, uh, Steve, Charlene and uh, Elaine. If you'd like to know more about uh, remortgaging problems and solutions, you can read Charlene's article in FT Money in this weekend's FT. You can also go online at ft.com forward slash house prices and use our online mortgage calculator to work out how much equity you have in your home. And you can send in your questions for us to answer by emailing us at our new address, money at ft.com. 
Still to come, good news and bad news about company pension schemes. But first, credit references. This week, FT Money learned that would-be borrowers may be unwittingly damaging their credit records simply by shopping around for mortgage credit card and loan deals and using price comparison websites. Evidence has emerged that lenders are now carrying out full credit checks, even when consumers are only seeking a price quote leaving a so-called footprint on consumers' files that can make them appear a higher credit risk. This footprint can be seen by other lenders and can give the impression that you are desperately trying to apply for credit with lots of lenders when you're simply looking for a good deal. So earlier I spoke to Tim Moss, head of loans at price comparison website moneysupermarket.com, and I began by asking him why lenders are credit-checking consumers before they even apply to borrow money. Well, let's uh, clear something up. Really, there's two searches a lender can do, and they do this through the credit reference agencies. There is what they call a deep search, and then there's a quotation search. And a lot of the time when a consumer rings a lending organization, so a bank or building society, to ask for them for a quote for a loan, what's happening is that, what's happening is that bank and building society is actually doing a deep search rather than a quotation search. And they're doing this really for, for one main reason. What it does is, is it actually removes what we call valuable points from your credit record. And right now you need as many points as you can get, but this is removing some of those, some of those points that you, that you need. And the reason they're doing this is because it makes it easier for, to, for them to sell what they call rate-for-risk loans. If you are, are potentially what they call on the border of, of getting a loan, you might get a slightly increased APR. Now, by taking away those points, it means that, that if you apply again somebody else, somewhere else, you've got a lesser chance of getting that loan. So all in all, it means that you're really going to have to stay with your original quote. So the banks are doing it for their own, uh, for their own reasons to try and retain you as a customer. And it really isn't fair on the consumers when all they actually originally, originally phoned up for was a quote. But this must be doing damage to the credit records of people uh, who are applying for credit. I mean, even people applying through um, moneysupermarket.com. It is. And, and as I said, with a quotation search, it doesn't remove any points. With a quotation search, you can actually have a look at your own credit record. And a lot of people are aware how to do that. And you can apply to Equifax, Call Credit or Experian and pay your statutory £2 and have a look at that. But with a, with a, with a quotation search... Only you can see that, other banks can't. And it is happening. It's happening throughout the industry, and it, it, it will happen through our site, and it, but it also will happen in the majority when people phone up. Because, for example, on a lot of comparison sites, the idea is you receive a quote before you apply. But obviously, when you phone your own bank for a loan, or you phone A, another bank for a loan, you don't see a quote at first. And the banks and building societies aren't clear when you phone up for a quote that you're about to have a deep search, and this is where the unfairness starts. But don't you think that, um, that your site and other price comparison sites have a responsibility to warn users that this could happen? There could be a full search which damages their record. I totally agree with you. And I guess our forum, which is, which is a place where, where people can go and talk about their experience with banks and building societies, first alerted us to this. So really, we're tackling it in two ways. We're tackling it specifically with something we've called smart search. And smart search is where we ask you 10 questions that really are about your credit record, and then we try and get you the best lender to you, rather than what we call a scattergun approach and applying to many lenders. And the other thing is we've got a campaign called Tell Me Before You Sell Me that's all about tell me how much I'm going to get 
tell me about the quotation before you actually sell to me. And it's a campaign we're going to lobby ministers, we're going to lobby for legislation to try and get banks and building societies to look more, to be more open with the consumer up front. Do you want a quotation search that won't affect your credit file? Or would you like us to do a deep search? And that's what we're lobbying for. And just finally, are you telling users of moneysupermarket.com about this risk up front? We are telling them through the campaign we're doing. They are, what we don't want to do is to put consumers off applying. I mean, a lot of people out there have perfect credit records and actually this won't do any damage to them at all because they actually have netted down which bank or building they want to apply for. And we certainly are going to be making more news about this in the coming months because right now, during what is a commonly known as the credit crunch. To be able to get a product, and whether that's a mortgage, a credit card, or a loan, you need A-grade credit profile. And the only way you're going to do that is to stop having as many credit searches as you can on there and net down which lenders you're going for. So don't worry about the IFO being, being this year's top accessory. Make sure it's a great credit record. That was Tim Moss of Price Comparison website, moneysupermarket.com. Now, Steve, you're always encouraging uh, readers and listeners to shop around for the best possible deals. Did you know that there was this danger? I didn't, Matthew, um, but I'm not sure quite what the solution is. I mean, price comparison sites are a key way for modern borrowers to find a the best deal or a cheaper deal for credit cards, loans and other borrowings. Really, walking down the high streets, as in the old days, is not really an option anymore. Um, I think part of the solution, which I think is touched upon, is that you, when you do shop around, you need to make it clear to any prospective lender that what you really want is a cost, a quote for the cost of the product. That way they should carry out what's called a quotation search, and that shouldn't be such a heavy footprint. But it's it's clearly worrying, and it does uh, it should make people, I guess, hesitate from doing too many searches. Yeah, and certainly making sure the type of search that's been done, as you as you mentioned, and perhaps even trying to look at the footprints that may already exist on their file. Yes, exactly. I mean, get you can get your your credit a copy of your your credit record from any of the three big credit reference agencies, have a look and try to clean it up if it doesn't reflect your proper status. And for more on credit records and how to protect yours, look out for Joe Cumbo's article in this weekend's FT Money and online at ft.com forward slash money. And finally today, we have some good news and bad news on company pensions. Elaine, for someone who's a member of a final salary company pension scheme, the good news, presumably, is that your pension has been unaffected by recent stock markets turmoil so you're perfectly okay that's right if you are lucky enough to be in a final salary pension scheme then the market volatility along with things like inflation risk longevity risk that's all swallowed by the company not by you as the individual so that's fantastic but they're not completely immune to what's happening in the markets across the world the majority of company funds are now underfunded and the the deficit is something like 120 billion now according to the pension protection fund which is just enormous and even if your company goes bust and the scheme is moved over to this insurance pot in the PPF there is a cap on what they will pay out to you so if you have a very large pension pot that you're expecting to get you won't be receiving that so the PPF that you mentioned uh, is this sort of government uh, sponsored pension protection fund. Is there a danger that it won't have enough money to cover 
schemes? How's it funded? That's another concern. It's funded from the companies that have the pension schemes. They have to pay a levy towards it. And that's then put together in a pot. And if a scheme goes bust, it comes under the protection of the PPF and they will pay out to pensioners. But as more companies are going bust and the schemes are moving to the PPF, that money's being stretched further and further, which is putting more pressure, ironically, on the companies that are paying out for the levy. So that could be a a problem in the future. I suppose before a company scheme gets into that much trouble or a company goes bust, there are other risks that the pension benefits offered by your company could get scaled back as well. There are a couple of companies that have done this in the past as the costs of paying out these pensions rises some companies have curbed the accrual that you can get in your final pension scheme so some have said that you can go up to a certain amount of years and then that's it that stops so i sorry i just wanted to butt in here because i think it's my only opportunity to get one up over steve because i think i'm a member of the final salary scheme at the ft because i've been here so many years but i believe steve that you were too late and you missed your chance to join that scheme mm-hmm. but Elaine, I I don't know if this is a potential risk for me. I mean, is there a chance that companies could shut their final salary schemes altogether and move existing members into these less beneficial schemes? If you're a member, and especially if you're a member of the FT scheme, unions will be fighting incredibly hard to make sure that that doesn't happen. But... The funding is very difficult for companies and they are being stretched very fast. So they may well come and say, in order to pay out the promises that we've made so far, we need to cut down on what we're giving to new members so they can't join, which is what happened to me and Steve in the FT, which we're understandably bitter about. But they also could say to you that what you've accrued so far that's it. So you might end up with a smaller pot and you may have to go and get a private pension elsewhere to top it up. It's perhaps the only way of doing well is to go and retrain as a teacher, Steve. Perhaps that's what we could do. Um, Policeman. (laughs) (laughs) And what about, though, for people who are in company schemes but they're worried about possibly the solvency of the company or the the future of the scheme, but they've built up really quite a, a large pension entitlement? What's the advice to them? The advice is a little bit mixed. Some people say that one option is to transfer out into a private pension. The only problem with that is you then take on all of those risks that I mentioned in the first place that the company itself swallows. But if you are expecting to get something above the PPF cap of about £28,000 a year, then that is one option. Another one is perhaps to put some money aside into a private pension to a SIP to sort of use as a a little top-up for what you are going to get from the company as well. So for people who have built up a pension with their company of more than 28000 it's certainly worth considering taking other measures to protect your retirement income. Uh, and you can read Elaine's full article about the risks to company pension schemes and what you can do about them in this weekend's FT Money and online at ft.com forward slash money. And that's all for this week's FT Money Show. Do remember that you can email your views and your questions to our new email address, money at ft.com. And you can now read the latest news every weekday on our website, ft.com forward slash money. We'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from Elaine, Steve and Charlene. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.